Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Greetings from the Garden State of New Jersey. This is Ringside with Redding, boxing history from yesteryear, brought to you by Sports History Network. I am your host, Frank Redding. In this segment, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to discuss famous draws that have occurred. A draw is defined as a contest that ends in a stalemate or a tie. It does not have a winner or a loser, and for the most part, the outcomes are very controversial. I will discuss seven draws that have happened throughout the history of the sport. Number one, Vito Antifermo versus Marvin Hagler one. This fight was for the middleweight championship of the world and it occurred on November 30th of 1979 in Las Vegas, Nevada. 15 rounds. Champion Vito Antifermo going into this fight, many considered Hagler the uncrowned champion. And Hagler was a 5-1 to one favorite. Marvin won many of the early rounds and switched Stances confusing the champion. Vito at the middle had pulled back into the fight. The judges' scores were as follows 145 to 141, Hagler. 144 to 142, Antifermo. 143 to 143, a draw. A consensus winner, marvelous Marvin Hagler. The second fight to be discussed, Michael Dokes versus Mike Weaver, number two, for the WBA Heavyweight Championship of the World. This fight occurred on May 20th of 1983 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Michael Dokes was the champion. This was the first heavyweight title fight to end in a draw since Jack Johnson versus Jim Johnson in 1913. The judges' scores were 143-143, 144-144, and 145-141, Michael Dokes. Weaver landed the more telling effective blows, but Dokes landed more frequent punches. This is the first time that Michael Dokes went 15 rounds. Consensus winner, Mike Weaver. The third fight, Sugar Ray Leonard versus Thomas Hearns, number two, for the WBC Super Middleweight Championship of the World. This fight occurred on June 12th of 1989 in Las Vegas, Nevada. 
Leonard was the champion, and both men were in their 30s at this time. Hearns had been knocked out a total of three times before this fight happened, and Leonard was relatively inactive over the last several years. Hearns scored two knockouts, knockdowns, excuse me, in the third round and the eleventh round. It was the first time Leonard was knocked down twice in one fight. Leonard scored no knockdowns in the contest, but won a two-point round on in the fifth by all judges and a two-point round in the twelfth and finished strong in the twelfth round. The judges' scores were 113 112 Hearns, 113-112 Leonard, and 112-112. Consensus winner, Thomas Hitman Hearns. The fourth fight, Azuma Nelson versus Jeff Fennick, number one, for the WBC Super Featherweight Championship of the World. This fight occurred on June 28th of 1991 in Las Vegas, Nevada. The champion was Azuma Nelson. Jeff Fennick took the fight to the corner and ropes and dominated the action. This, ladies and gentlemen, was an action-packed fight. Fast-paced war of attrition. The judges' scores were... 115 to 113 Fennec, 116 to 112 Nelson, and 114 to 114. Consensus winner, Jeff Fennec. Fight number five, James Tony versus Mike McCallum won for the IBF Middleweight Championship of the World. This fight occurred on December 13th of 1991 in Atlantic City, New Jersey. James Tony was the champion. Mike McCollum's experience and ring generalship was brought to the table. James Tony had youth on his side and a wild swinging style. He kept on coming and punching hard. James Tony came on in the late rounds. It was a very even contest between two contrasting styles. The judges' scores were 116 to 112 Tony, 115 to 113 McCallum, and 114 to 114. Consensus winner. If I had to pick, it would be James Tony. The sixth fight in question was Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker versus Julio Cesar Chavez for the WBC Welterweight Championship of the World. Pernell Whitaker was the champion going into this fight, and it took place on September 10th of 1993 in San Antonio, Texas. Whitaker with fast hands, southpaw, hit-and-move style was an absolute nightmare for Chavez. 
His hit-and-run tactics and slick defense proved to be to Chavez's frustration. Chavez could not cut off the ring. The judges' scores were as follows. 115 to 113 Whitaker, 115 to 115, and 115 to 115. Consensus winner, Purnell Sweet P. Whitaker. The last fight I'm going to discuss is Lennox Lewis versus Evander Holyfield 1 for the World Heavyweight Championship. Holyfield held the WBA and IBF versions of the title, and Lennox Lewis held the WBC version of the title. This fight took place on March 13th of 1999 in New York, New York. Lewis used his superior height and jib to control the action and dictate the pace of the fight throughout the contest. The judges' scores were 116 to 113 Lewis, 115 to 113 Holyfield, and 115 to 115 very controversial. The consensus winner was Lennox Lewis. I'm going to close out now by saying this is your host, Frank Redding, saying to all listeners, be happy, be healthy, be well, and be safe. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I hope that you enjoyed this recent episode presented by the Sports History Network and were able to learn some good old-fashioned sports history knowledge nuggets. I started the Sports History Network back in 2020 with the mission to help podcasters find a community of like-minded sports history nerds as well as helping aspiring podcasters to start their own shows. We have a little bit over 30 shows on the network right now covering all sorts of sports history, but as far as I'm concerned, we're just at the toothpick in the ocean moment, you know, that can't even figure it out because there's so much more coming. We wanted to create the ultimate headquarters for sports yesteryear starting with Podcast Network and our website, but we're going to continue to move into other mediums as well. And here's the cool part, because we want you to be part of our team. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, or maybe being a guest on one of our shows, or who knows, maybe even writing an article for us over on the website. Seriously, all you got to do is reach out to us on the contact page over at sportshistorynetwork.com. You can be as technologically savvy as a Neanderthal tapping on a stone trying to figure out this whole hieroglyphics thing back in the day. Again, it doesn't matter, because even if you don't understand the whole podcast space, we have a production team that can pretty much help you out with doing everything. All you got to do, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com, head to the contact page, fill it out. That message goes right to me, and I'll reach out to you as soon as I can. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through.